Inland Beer Reviews. My name's TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick. This is episode 31. Happy Holidays. What is happening, Schwarzenegger? Not much. <laughs> uh, she, she's got her name this time as Arnold, for reasons that we will draw on later. <laughs> Yay! But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been like an entire 30 seconds, and we haven't cracked a beer yet. So, let's crack our first cider. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> technically we're not cracking any beers today. We're it's a cider, cider episode. Alrighty, three, two, one, crack. Our first cider today comes from Stormalong. Its name, Happy Holidays. If you couldn't guess that, then what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, I forget exactly what this is. It, a holiday spice cider. That's all the fucking can says. That's all it really needs to say. Yeah. I, I You haven't had this before, have you? Uh, maybe? I mean, smell alone, it reminds me of, like, just a cold version of holiday mulled cider that's exactly what it is like a hundred percent it's not like european style like because european style you can has star anise in it and like i feel like the star anise usually comes through star anise i mean yeah, that just makes me think of Breakfast Champions, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this, it's mighty tasty. It's kind of what I want it to be for a holiday cider. I essentially want, like, apple pie. I wish it could have gotten, like, the breadiness of, like, apple pie. But it, it's still, it's still fine. It's tasty. It's highly drinkable. I mean, mulled cider and apple pie are similar flavors, just one has, yeah, the crustiness. So I guess mulled cider is a better way to put that than apple pie, but I don't know. I, I think that if you say it's like an apple pie cider, most people kind of get what you're going with that. As yeah, like, being it, like, why doesn't it taste like crust? It, it tastes like a can of apple pie filling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's probably the best way i could describe it is like you know at the store where you get those cans i don't know if they even fucking still sell that shit but you, you know in the store in those cans at least back in the 60s uh that there were these cans of apple pie filling or blueberry pie filling or cherry pie filling and it was yes. just you know you buy a crust you dump the can in and then you bake it they still make that. I don't know if they still make it for apple pie, but it's absolutely still a thing for like cherry or blueberry. Like nobody does those. Oh yeah. Like I mean, like those kind of make sense to me. Whereas apple doesn't terribly because it's so fucking easy. Yeah. Like, I mean, that feels like it would be epically lazy and also not work out super well. Well, like, that was also a lot of the 50s and 60s, is, like, that post-World War II mentality going into the Cold War. If anything happens, we need to have canned goods that last a long time, so let's just fucking can everything. 
I mean, there are worse things in life. Uh, canning and jarring your own shit is a thing that would be super cool to do if I like, actually had, you know, a garden and crap. Yeah. I've always wanted to make my own pickles. I think it's partially because I'm disappointed with, like, most brands of pickles. It's like, I like this about it, but I wish it had this about it. Yeah. I mean, I like the Grillos, but I it's also because I really like Bread the grillos, I think, are the best, but especially when you're trying to, like, eat on the cheap, they're not poor-friendly. <laughs> no. No, they're not. <laughs> like, poor-friendly pickles. Although, honestly, like, if I ever had, like, a burger joint, if I had, I would have pickles, and it would be, like, those shitty, almost neon green jarred pickle slices. Oh, like, yeah, yes. those are kind of fun. It's like, we have the good pickles and we have the shit pickles. The good pickles cost a little more. Oh, the good pickles come on the side. The shit pickles come, like, on the stuff. Because, for me at least, like, pickles usually one of my favorite parts. And it's the last thing I eat. Oh, you mean, like, a side thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, the good old days of Jonah Ned's where you got that, oh, man, the good old days of Jonah Ned's where instead of a bread basket, you just got like a thing of fucking half sour and sour pickles. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. All right. So this is a beer review show. We're not talking about uh, dead delicatessens. Um, to start off, Emily, I ended up hanging out with. Weird. Like she's my best friend or something. Um, <laughs> Ew. Just kidding. It ended up bringing two of the beers that I had at Thanksgiving with me as well, so that she could actually try them too. Uh, the first one was Mastermind from Fiddlehead, which I enjoyed. I thought it was a pretty solid New England-style double IPA. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, um, especially after having second fiddle and realizing that it wasn't as good as I remembered it, but like I still really enjoy their base IPA. Like this is more like the base IPA. Like it's distinctly a New England style. It's cloudy and all that shit. And mm -hmm. uh yeah, I thought it was real tasty. Like very drinkable. Like not holy shit mind blowing experience, but like I have seen the eye of God. No, not at all. Have not. you? No. I mean, four point two five is what I gave that. So you know, you could you could do worse. Yeah, I can't remember what I gave that. I'm guessing, yeah, four point two five as well. We're usually pretty on the same page when it comes to our rating structure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next up was Giggle Twig. It was the zero gravity that I couldn't remember the name of, so I didn't talk about when I was talking about Thanksgiving beers. It's a right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, like, it's, li it's listed as a goes, but it's dry hopped. Yeah. Right? yeah and and like, like, not a lot of the hop comes through. Um, although, I don't really know. Motier? M-O-T-U-E-R-E. -E. Huh. Like I did not notice that. Yeah, I I don't really know that hop, but the Azaka, I don't think was the right hop for it either, because none none of the flavor was really coming through. 
Um, it, Which is surprising because Ozaka's usually got a good bite to it. Right. And it really just tasted like Berliner based. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it. It's li- it. I didn't even realize that it, it just didn't click in my head that it's listed as a goes because like, I don't think the saltiness comes through well. Either. Oh, the salt didn't come through at all. It's like, why are you calling this a goes? Yeah. Like it should be a Berliner vibes. Yeah. Or just a sour ale. Yeah. I guess it's technically more ale than Berliner because of the hops. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll say, like, of the zero gravity stuff I've had, like, again, it's another one of those companies that, like, not, I don't I don't hate anything that they do, really. But, like, none of it... Just not really impressed wow. with any of it, yeah. Yeah, not, none of it, like, really... I don't know. Makes me want more. Or is particularly memorable. None of it makes me want to go out of my way to try more of it. Mm-hmm. If I have it, I don't necessarily hate it. But like, even for Thanksgiving, um, I ended up having like, pardon. I, I didn't drink the entirety of it at Thanksgiving. In fact, I think I only had like two of them. But um, it was a Zero Gravity Mixed 12-pack. So it had, like, Madonna, which I think is their Imperial India Pale Ale. So it's not quite a Dippa. Yeah. Um, Little Wolf, which I want to say is their Session. I forget what Green State is. I think Green State's just, like, their Ale. Yeah, I think so. And then... Oh, I can't remember what the fourth one is. I can see... Oh, um... Something... Conehead. There we go. Oh, yeah. I was like, I can see a blue can in my mind. And it's like, none of them are bad. Actually, in fact, I think that Little Wolf is probably one of the section ales that I like the most. Like, it's not... It's not, like, a, a great thing, but, like... I think that for a session, it has a quality flavor to it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you, you really, you get the hop characteristic out of it. You know? Instead of it just being like, oh, this tastes like a watered-down beer. Yeah. I mean, it, I you're right. It's I find it's rare to find sessions that really work for me of, outside of, I don't know, saying Outside notch. of... Oh, yeah, Notch. I was also going to say, like, while I'm, it's not the most impressive thing that they do, but, like, the uh, Little Bird series from Trillium. Like, right. they, they're still good, but if I'm at Trillium, I'm going to drink, like, anything else. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that Notch does it, does sessions particularly well, mostly because, like, that is their whole thing. Like, if you're if your whole thing is sessions and you do them poorly, then, like, what are you even doing? Yeah. But, like, even Notch, I don't think it's something to necessarily write home about. But, like, everything that they do is quality. I, I really I really like that they do a lot of uh, traditional... Uh, like, yeah, traditional German-style beers. And like Czech style and stuff like that, yeah. and they and yeah, and they do, and generally I find that they do that better than a lot of places in the U.S. So, you know. So next time you're in Salem, Massachusetts, check out Notch Brewery, and while you're there, 
head on over to Far From The Tree, even though it seems like they're kind of pulling a little bit of a night shift. Man, we shit on night shift a lot on this show. <laughs> yeah, we do. Or, uh, you know, you can always head over to Deacon Giles. They uh, do Deacon Giles, really delicious great gin. cocktails. I mean, um, more than just gin, but like, yeah. I love good gin. <laughs> yeah, no, they do They do great cocktails in general. Um, and hey, if you're going to go there, then figure out someday that the uh, Boston Beauties are performing there. I don't think that they have performed there since the pandemic, but I don't really know. But if they are, check them out. <laughs> yeah, no, the, and Deacon Giles is a cool place. All, all three of those are cool places to hang out, too. Like, Notch is a... Not just a real has a good sized tap room. It's fun to hang out at. Like there's a good outdoor patio. Like during oh yeah, the, it's great you know, during it's like nice. spring and summer. But they also have a ski ball machine, like a legit old school ski ball machine. That's honestly way too much fun. I enjoy ski ball mm-hmm. a lot. They, I think they well they used to at least do a ski ball league. So yeah. if you live up in that area and you like ski ball, they do a ski ball league, which is fucking cool <laughs> yeah that's rad as hell i i don't know if they still do that but yeah yeah i don't know if they still do that it, it's also, been a while since we've been up there if you like ski ball and you plan on going to notch bring a fucking pocket full of quarters because it is a actually a, a machine that takes quarters still so and they don't have a change machine i don't think i don't think they do no so but uh yeah Man, this shit's going fast for me. Uh, oh, like, this yeah. is going. This is going. <laughs> I, but I like my point is is we're like we're for almost you. yeah <laughs> yeah we're almost neck and neck, and it's just because like again, it's basically drinking mulled cider. It doesn't taste like it doesn't taste alcoholic, and in fact, I don't think it is very alcoholic at all. Well, plus, you don't have to go slow because it's not hot. Yeah, I mean, but I think that yeah, it's a five point two. That's yeah. part of it. Like, I you, you don't you're not tasting any of the alcohol in it because it's it's a low and like this is again you know if you're like I don't know you need something to bring to fucking Christmas dinner to drink you don't want to get sloshed because you know you want to like you it's like your family you want to be like a little lubricated but you don't want to get sloppy and say a bunch of shit. Um, Bring yourself a four pack of this. It fits the mood. It's solid to drink, and it's not hot, super high ABV. I mean, I agree. The, with the you. danger is you might burn through the four pack way faster than you think you yeah. will. Yeah. And then do you get weighed down by like all the sugar? Because like that would be my yes, one complaint about probably. this, and just usually ciders in general is sugar content. Like at least with beer, I don't necessarily taste how. I don't necessarily taste those sugar carbs as easily as I do with ciders. Yeah, because you have more complex sort of, you know, bready sort of carbs in, in yeah. beer, where this is, you know, more or less, it, it's a lot of it's sugar. But so, yeah, like cider is more calories per ounce than beer is for like al- alcohol, it, with uh, assuming that the ABV is more or less the same. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I still, I really like ciders anyway. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> like, and, and, and actually, like, the, like, if this were, well, much like wine, I tend to lean on the sweet end of things versus the dry end of things. I, you know, it's like I, 
I don't know. I feel like my mouth is dry a lot anyway. So like I don't like things that make my mouth feel drier. And mm -hmm. I find that like things on the sweet end of the spectrum in both categories tend to like, I don't know, come through with better flavor for me. Like it's the same thing where like, you know, if you have a dish that doesn't that notably does not have enough salt in it, it 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 tastes much blander than when you know. And but then you add add salt, and suddenly all this flavor is there that you can taste. And it's like it, it, sweetness is kind of a flavor enhancer in some ways. So, like this is actually about exactly as sweet as I want it to be because. Yeah, it tastes like straight up apple cider that's been malt. Like it doesn't taste like it has any added sugar. It's just apple cider being apple cider. Mm -hmm. Get like the hints of vanilla and cinnamon. Yeah. I kind of wish there was some of that star anus. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I personally, folks, use European mulling spices. Um, also good if you ever are like have a real hard on for glue wine and you really feel like making it, you really need uh, European mulling spices. But they're uh... oh, and juniper. That's the other thing that's in there that's not in mm. the Amer American stuff is juniper. I got to try um, the European shit then. That's what I have in my cabinet. Remind me next time you're up here, we'll go get cider and I'll mull some shit. Um, but yeah, I shout out, I've probably mentioned it on this podcast before, shout out to Colonel D's in Cincinnati and whatever fucking city in Kentucky is right next to Cincinnati. Um, they have amazing spices, they ship, um, and they have your like super high quality European mulling spices. They also have two other varieties of mulling spices. I just like the European ones. Um, I know we're 31 episodes in, we're coming up on our year anniversary in just like two months and a week. Um, I don't think you've ever mentioned Colonel D's. So oh, big shout yeah. out to Colonel D's. Yeah. Colonel D's is fucking great. If you are, is it just like the letter D apostrophe or D E E D E D E. All yeah. right. Colonel D. I don't know why the fuck it's called that, but yeah, like their and their spice blends are phenomenal. I mean, the one thing I will say is, I mean, their Ross Al Hanout's really good, but you can buy like good Ross Al Hanout for like way cheaper at like an Armenian market. But like basically any other spice blend, you're going to be like, what the hell is that? Like, uh, shout out to. Uh, their Old Bourbon Trail steak rub, the Ruby nice. Red steak dust, uh, the Cowgirl rub, which is fucking phenomenal on both pork and chicken. Um, what what the hell's in the Cowgirl rub? Um, Apparently we're doing an ad. <laughs> it's got... I, one of the more ingre interesting ingredients in that one is the honey powder. So it's huh, got a little bit of sweetness to it, but it's got like... Not a ton of kick. It's mostly just like a lot of flavor. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's it's definitely like, I cannot remember exactly what's in it. But if you like have had like really good like barbecue or rotisserie chicken, like that's not super spicy, but has a shitload of flavor. That's more or less what this is. 
So but, like the Boston market kind of crust? Nah, it's better than that. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, they have all kinds of stuff and they their their individual spices are great. Like my uh I make these like fancy vanilla sugar cookies with their mint julep sugar. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds tasty. Yeah. Me likey. <laughs> yeah. Found them in Finley Market in Cincinnati, and it's like, that's the only place I buy spices now, basically. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, shit, I'm... A oh, and their taco seasoning. I will not use anyone else's taco seasoning now. Like, fuck, I will throw out... Like, if I got, like, a package from, like, Old El Paso or something, I'm throwing out the spice packet. Fuck that. That's usually what drives my orders to them is, oh, shit, I'm out of taco seasoning again. Uh, that's good to know. I always yeah. love, like, a good kind of Southwest Tex-Mex seasoning. This is not Southwest Tex-Mex. This actually, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I think, actually, I think I, I think I used the Western Taco Blend, but it's got, like, I, I think three different kinds of ground chilies in it. Ooh. Yeah. It real good. Yeah, Get man, flavorful. especially with me running out of my uh, Key West stuff that my mom gave me, I, I need something that's like taco seasoning, because that's how I like to make my mac and cheese. Hey guys, you want to make your mac and cheese bomb as fuck? Then instead of, like, milk, use sour cream and butter, maybe a little extra butter, with that cheese powder, and then throw in some good taco seasoning. Oh yeah. Fuck, I need to try that. Cause I have good taco seasoning and sour cream. And well, I'm not gonna waste good butter on that. No, no, don't use like the French butter. Just use like butter. I mean I also have mid range butter, which is what Kerry ah. Gold is at this point. <laughs> no, I love that Kerry Gold is now my mid range butter. Yeah, I've found that's fancier funny. butter. You're not bougie at all. Well, now that you've tried the French butter, am I wrong? Is no, the is French Kerrygold... butter is awesome, and yeah. like Kerrygold's fine, but like that French butter is, uh, like, like I, I, I want to whip it and like throw some salt on it and then just like eat it by the spoonful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, legitimately, my mother have since we discovered that French butter, my mother has started being like, I need to buy a good loaf of bread so I can eat bread and butter for dinner. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that's not the entirety of dinner, but hey, that, that no is judgment. A, that is a quality side. Next time you're up, though, I'm totally making popcorn with French butter, truffle oil, and truffle salt. I will not say no. All right. Well, I know you won't. Well, we're like um, twenty some odd minutes in. We're both getting down to the ends of our glasses. But before we end up cracking number two, let's start about start talking about an excursion that we took. We did a thing, folks. We went to a place. Actually, went we went to multiple places. We went to multiple places. We went to three places at least. <gasps> three places in one night? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, to start off, we've got like... The core of our story, the, the core of our story being we took an excursion to the fabled lands of New Hampshire and with, with the intent purpose 
of going to a uh, going to Fright Kingdom for a seasonal haunted house called um, the Fright Before Krampus, something, something like, that. like that, something like that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, no, it wasn't bad. Like especially I. I've never been to Fright Kingdom before, so I didn't know that it was like an indoor haunt. Yeah. Um, I I liked it. I, I don't know. Like, should we talk about the stuff we liked about before we talk about the stuff we didn't like as much? Probably. Or okay. you can just sort of kind of do both at the same time. Um, yeah. Um, like, I, dig, I dug their players. I thought that most of them were really good. Some of them were kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I'm worry... also a pain in the ass to scare, though. If I can see you coming, you're not getting me. Well, that's the thing. I, I do kind of worry that we got like the the kid friendly treatment because they saw me with my cane. Yeah. Like I, I've I've got mobility issues. I broke my hip like almost half my life ago. Uh, and, and like just. It's one of those things that I keep on trying to not have to do, but it's like, no, if I'm going to make my life slightly easier, I need to actually use my cane. Yeah. And I do worry that we kind of got like the kid glove treatment because they saw somebody with mobility issues in there. I hope not, but I hope it's not entirely as well. possible. Um, I will say though, like, that that animatronic Krampus at the beginning that was holding the kid by its the oh, yeah. kid by its leg <laughs> and both of them like moved and like the, the kid was a thrasher. It was great. Kid, <laughs> and, it was, and there were some good ass kid screams in there. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that that was awesome. They actually have like they have a number of like really shitty animatronics. But they have like, some like, really good ones. They, they have some really good ones. That yeah. fucking like 12 foot gargoyle like the one that's like 12 by 20 outside with the yeah. wings and like the wings the body the arms the face all move like that's fucking rad like they've got some cool shit yeah they do um oh. what were you gonna say um i i like the because i think the first part of it is more or less just sort of standard um and like, oh, I, most of it was like redressing. Uh, I mean, a lot of I think, a, but at least like the latter half of it was like at least more dressed up for Christmas. Um, I dug the fact that they had those like special glasses that like made lights look like little presents, like three D presents. <laughs> those glasses I think are so cool, and also I found it kind of adorable that you were like. Oh sweet! It's special lights that react with these glasses, and it's like no, it's a special film on the glasses that ends up projecting bright lights in such a way that makes it look like packages. That's I because that's, I didn't realize that you had never seen those before. No, like I don't think I've seen them. I don't think I've seen them as packages, but like I've seen a couple other iterations over the years. Oh, I've never encountered those before. Okay. Yeah, those were cool. Um. I actually really liked the part that was like a uh, chain link fence and like flashing lights and like EDM. Like that part was like, it was. It oh, was... the like sort of more metal area that was like sanitarium hospital, not the one that was like 
the horrors of war that had that yeah. fucking loud as fuck popper oh, that God. just yeah. like kept on bursting in one ear for like it was at a frequency of like every second and a half and we were in that short hallway for like six seconds yeah so there was at least four times that it just loudly popped in one ear and that sucked uh yeah that that wasn't great but i think they were doing it in my more deaf ear so it didn't bother me that much um yeah i kind of dug that like chain linky metal whatever part because that was kind of um a bit oh no that was the one that was the uh zombie outbreak one because that was the one that ended with that like sweet screen with like the zombies pawing on it Mm. i always love those those look cool yeah that screen looked cool i mean i like like i said there's a lot of stuff that will not get me in a haunted house because it's like i can fucking see this coming then I, I like I, it's not gonna freak me out like i'm sure that most of the actors are like this lady is boring because i'm just like smiling and like making casual conversation with them well you couldn't well, see that we were smiling because you know face masks which kind of disappoints me but if like, you can see it in you, my you can, eyes yeah you can see it in like eyes and upper cheeks of and like, I'm like <laughs> and i'm like or like there was that I, oh man i got so many ideas for like shit i will do if i have like a single family house ever like oh yeah take, take all those like blow up things and put like fake blood and like grease and crap all over them like that was great and it was like and there was a there was an actor in that room and i was like sweet decorations dude <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again i'm like it's like i'm just enjoying myself here but um yeah the uh, like they do have one of those like fucking rotating like the the where you have like a tube tunnel thing that rotates around you while you're walking through uh like on a stationary walkway and it's like thankfully it's short enough that even my easily motion sick ass did not like die now yeah um if you made me walk backwards through that thing, I'd be puking on myself. See, I think that I would probably have an easier time walking backwards through it. No. I, it, like, the my, sensation of motion when I'm going backwards really fucks me. I don't know why. I just, like, trying to walk with a cane while holding my big jacket, so not really having a hand to, like, yeah, you hold just rails. Yeah, Yeah, I should have. Whatever. Uh, whatever especially because i took it off outside yeah. uh but holding my cane and my jacket so not being able to hold the rails like did fuck with my visual processing which is what Aww. that room is supposed to do yeah so but... i was like leaning right with the spin of the tube so was i but uh no that that was rad that was like I love those things. I'm glad that it was a, a, like, I'm glad that it's not the 80s anymore, because if that room was in the 80s, then I would not have been able to get through it unless on my hands and knees. Yeah. Um, Also, did you, did you hear Devin make the comment of, I wonder how many times that thing's been thrown up in, and I said, I'm sure it's more than zero. Yes, I'm sure it's more than zero. <laughs> I'm sure it's more than zero. Like it like it again, like I I get fairly motion sick, although it really depends on like I it's it's somewhat situational. 
there, I like there are certain things I know will really bother me. That wasn't too bad, but I did feel myself moving for a solid like four or five minutes afterwards. Like, yeah, I, I just I would I, agree. I also worry about uh, like epilepsy. Well, not yeah. really. With because I mean it had Christmas lights going around, but that wasn't flashy. Well, either. I mean less so that with the ep- epilepsy. Like for me, I think it triggers. Like I, I get some, I get weird vertigo experiences now and again. Yeah. Um, and like that at the speed that it's spinning triggers like my vertigo so it makes me like lean even harder to the right with the spin of the room yeah um i was going somewhere i don't know um i think the thing i liked the least was the maze yeah i so there are two things that i like the least and one of them is the maze the maze just felt lazy it was it was essentially waiting in a line, but being forced to oh there are three things I dislike because that's where I was going, but being forced to like have to touch everything, and usually in the same spots that everyone else going through is touching. I do like that they had hand sanitizer at the like beginning or end of each of the haunts. Yeah. So that as you're touching things, you know you can at least not touch your face and sanitize. Unfortunately, yeah. I sweat like a motherfucker, especially while I'm wearing a face mask because it's just hot breath blowing into my face. So uncomfortable. But like all the hanging shit as well that like everybody yeah. else is touching. That's like they're it's touching their hands. It's touching their body. It's touching their face. Like I feel like that maybe should be less in there current um, in like the current state I, I, under- I understand your thought process here but like uh, as long as you're not like maybe maybe shred the candy cane thing so it's not like holding just a no. big piece of plastic like no I, that I would that would defeat but the purpose have, of the maze uh, part yeah um, you'd have to shred all of it yeah um uh, 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 here, let me. The maze me, just felt lazy. Let, it it did. Let me give you some uh, comfort here. Um, at least with this disease, fomites do not seem to be a uh, common method Surface. of transition transi- yeah. of transmission. Um, uh, and it's why like nobody fucking sanitizes like boxes and crap that they bring into their house anymore like or even like takeout containers like there's no point fomites don't really transmit it it doesn't survive well on surfaces Mm -hmm. so that's part of it um the other fact is that the only part of it you're interacting the only part of your body that's actually like even the stuff that's like really touching your face it's not interacting with you long enough to really like transmit anything and the only stuff that like you're like so that your hands are still your only real conduit and there's fucking hand sanitizer everywhere so as, i don't know as, man as, as a was, science person that did weird me out i was sweating a lot <laughs> yeah that's a different story nobody's gonna die from touching your sweat they might just get a little grossed out you <laughs> And also, if you're not dumb, most of the time you're, like, actually moving shit aside, so it's mostly, again, interacting with your hands. But, like, 
like I said, even if, you know, some fabric strip touches your face, I really wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, there were definitely times that, you know, between holding jacket and cane, I I couldn't really, like, push stuff aside, so it was just, like, charging through. I mean, you could have um, made your best friend, you know, carry your coat for a while, and I could have just, like, sworn at you and then done it happily. Because, you know, it's just an excuse to... Y- yeah. Like you need an excuse. Yeah, um, I don't really, but I, I I mean, it feels better when I do have an excuse, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. But it kind of brings me to my second complaint. Yeah. Or my second primary complaint. Um, whole thing's on rails. With yeah. It, with it being inside, uh, it's just that at the beginning, you get put on a path. You walk through the path. The path takes you through, what was it, five different haunts? Something like Six that. I can't haunts. remember exactly. Something like that, yeah. Um, but, like, that. There's, there's no getting off the ride. Once you've gotten on the ride, you've got to ride it out. And about halfway through, I really had to take a leap. And it just kind of made the other half of it slightly less enjoyable because... I was just thinking about getting to the end so I could go to the bathroom. Yeah, because that's the thing is I'm sure that you could have, because there were plenty of exits you could have left at any time. I just don't think you can come back. Yeah, and that's that's the unfortunate part is I would want to come back. I'm not not getting off because I'm scared. I'm getting off because I broke my hip almost half my life ago. I've got nerve issues, which have led to bladder control issues. Because yeah, I think I think their only their only bathrooms are outside, as yes. far as I can tell. Because it's just well, I'm sure they have like um, employee bathrooms. Yeah. but but yeah, it's a warehouse, a converted warehouse space. So yeah, there's no, there's no, it's not like you know, there's a there's going to be a bathroom like in a bunch of places. Like that's just not how that shit works. Um, but that's kind of what I like about Spooky World. Like, more. how long did it take us to go through it? I'm trying to figure that out. Um, was like, was it an, was it over an hour, or was it only? I I my perception was like an hour, forty five minutes to an hour. Like once we oh. actually got going. Well, like I counted getting going once we got into the line that led into the haunt, right? Because there are, you know, that. The, the crap the that you floaters. can take pictures with and stuff. And oh, and like, doing. well, not even that. Before we even got into the building. Oh, Because yeah. you've got, like, the outside people, the outside actors who are just going around and trying to zazz up the line. Yeah. Um, and then, like, there's the whole museum area, which some of their memorabilia kind of lame, but, like, some of the stuff in there was pretty rad. Yeah. I should have gotten a picture with christmas freddy at least yeah i kind of regret not doing that yeah um but hey maybe we'll go back and get a picture with prom king freddy (laughs) oh man or or valentine's day freddy there we go either way either way um but yeah no i would count from the time we got into that line to the time we got Outside Frado and Pizzeria. Um, maybe like an hour 15. Yeah. That sounds about right. 
like there's more line waiting than I would like, given that it is timed tickets. Well, it, not just that it's timed tickets, but that it is purely on rails. Yeah, like it's a walking dark ride in terms of like carnival stuff that just takes you like you know probably about forty five to fifty minutes to actually walk through. Yeah, even, I mean, if even that, because I don't... you're still like there's a lot of there's a lot of inter haunt line waiting, like there's a lot of inter haunt line waiting. Yeah, but I actually appreciate that in the sense that like let's that cool I... down. Well, there's it's less that and more that like I would much prefer to like do some line waiting than like just have them let everybody go through as they come through. So they're like space. I like that they space people. Well, yeah, out a no, little you, bit. you have to space people out some because you need to have the actors have time to reset for their sets. But you also have to remember that we went at one of the busiest times. Yes. So, like, I think it started at 7, so there were three sets of tickets, 7, 7.30, and 8, and those were the only three times that were close to selling out. If we'd gone at, like, 9.30 or something, we it probably would have been, like, way more dead. So maybe that's the lesson, is go later. Yeah, but then the actors are all tired out from having to perform all night. True, but you could probably, I mean... If you go, even if you go at nine instead just of like eight, you can casually, probably... casually walk along and have side conversations with the actors in character as you go through. Because I think the last <laughs> set of tickets is ten. So I mean, you if you even if you did like nine, if you're in the last like three sets of tickets, you probably avoid some of that shit. But ultimately, fun time. Yeah, uh, like, no, e- I, even, I dug it. I would go back, even with the complaints. Uh, I would do it again. Um, especially with like that, it seems that especially existing as an outdoor haunt, it has an, a unique ability to be able to redress its sets for different intermittent holidays to yeah. theme its haunt and like make more money off of it and make greater use out of that property throughout the year instead of just a month. Yeah. Like, I I think that's rad. I appreciate the fuck out of that. Like, yeah, do it too. to a guy. It's like, I love, I love horror. <laughs> but what I liked about Spooky World when I went there, which I think was the last haunted thing, uh, thing I did. This was, I don't know, probably like a decade ago. Yeah, you beat me. I don't think uh, I've done it since I graduated high school at any haunted house of any kind. Yeah. So. I, I liked that since it was outside, each haunt was a unique attraction. So you had time in between haunts to kill while moving to the next one. Yeah. But if you had to, like, dip off and take a leak, you still could. But if it's raining or snowing... But if then... it's raining or snowing, then you're fucked. Or if it's, yeah. like, within a few days of it raining or snowing, then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a while lot the of things... while the haunts are inside, the... Well, while the haunts are inside their sets. Yeah. 
everything else is outside. Yeah, no. <coughs> outside shit is, uh... Yeah. Wow, did you finally finish? Oh, it's been finished for a while. Oh, so is mine. Oh, awesome. You should have said something. We should move on. I'm... Should I have done this? Should yes. I... Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I've been I've been done for like 10 minutes, man. Oh. I finished more or less the same time you did. I just thought maybe you'd be paying enough attention to see that because I saw you finish. That's why I was like, wait, there's still more in your glass? Nope. All right. So why don't we get on? To cider number two. Cider number two today is called Brainwaves. It comes to us from Stowe Cider in Vermont. The name of the cider is Gummy Bears. Oh, so I guess that Brainwaves is the series and Gummy Bears is the name of the cider. Oh. Okay. I, I would guess. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find oh. out when we look it up. Yeah. Because it's a dry setter infused with a blend of blue raspberry, gummy bears, and sour candy. <laughs> yeah. You just want to crack it. All right, let's crack it in three, two, one, crack. I love that it's blue. <laughs> of course it is. Blue, my favorite color to eat. <laughs> or drink. I'm more of a red fan myself, but then blue and purple are next on my list. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's notably less sweet than the last one. Well, I'd kind of um, hope so, given that it's supposed to be a dry cider. Yeah, but it's not like a super, super dry cider. It's yeah. not the kind that makes you feel like you just, I don't know, ate a communion wafer. <laughs> That's why you gotta wash it down with the blood of Christ. Whoa, is this really the blood of Christ? Yes. Wow, that guy must have been wasted 24-7. Or... All the time. 24 hours a day, eh? 24 hours a day. Man, it is windy outside. No, this is nice. Like, yeah. I, I like the color a lot. Um, the cider itself, like, yeah, you get the sour candy, you get that, like, blue raspberry tart. Like, I don't think I'd rate it super high but like it's a solid probably 4.25 yeah i mean i i think that i think i would take most of the pipe dream candy sours over this yeah i would i, I mean this or, is also or, uh, different because those are ales and this is cider mm -hmm. but i mean it's still not like not a totally different concept and yeah. You know, the uh, execution is, I don't know. I just don't think it's quite, a, quite, I think that Pipe Dream has nailed that shit down. I would absolutely agree with you on that. Um, 
But yeah, I'd still recommend this to people. Like, if you see, you know, uh, brainwaves, gummy bears out there on shelves, try it out. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, let's burn through... Uh, do we even want to talk about... No, you know what? Let's hold off on no, the let's prequel. No, no, because like, we could talk about like pop culture. Or we could... Like, we can either make this super light on the beer talk, or oh, that's we can why talk I'm saying about... let's fucking talk about it. Okay, yeah. Um, so our prequel to Fright Kingdom, we ended up getting dinner at a barbecue place in Nashua. That's a chain, Willie John's, something uh, like Willie that. Jules. Willie Jules. Um, but it's a chain only in Florida and Georgia. And like, I think maybe, maybe there's a couple in other random Southern states, but this is the only one North of the Mesa Dixon line. So, you know, it's like legit barbecue. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it was really good. Um, I kind of wish they smoked their ribs a little bit longer. So they were a little more fall off the bone, but Mm -hmm. they were still fine. Uh, The brisket was where it was fucking at. Yeah. I think, and I think it's easier to find good ribs places than it is to find good brisket. So like, I'll take a place that does brisket really well any day. Hell yeah. Like, especially up here in the North. Hell yeah. yeah. There's only one other place that I like the brisket, like, you know, as much as I do in Southern places. And that's Salvage Barbecue in Portland. If Mm. you ever find yourself wanting barbecue in Portland. Uh, the mac and cheese was good. It's what I wanted from, like, you know, barbecue joint mac and cheese. Yep. Um, hush puppies were fine. They needed to have the vinegar sauce on the side. They did. They were still fine. Um, I wish we tried fried corn, because I don't know what fried corn is. Yeah. But, I still uh, like my idea of just deep frying a corn cob, but I'm sure yeah. that's not what it is. <laughs> Well, like a corn, uh, a corn battered wrapped ear of corn. So it's a corn hilarious. dog, but with an ear of corn. Yes. I would be fucking eat that. Um, yes. I was less impressed with their sauces. Their hickory smoke was definitely the standout as the yeah. best one. I would say the second best was their like spicy mustard based one. Yeah. Uh, the Carolina Gold was bad, and I can't even remember the name of the other one because it was, I think, my oh, least sweet favorite. and tangy something. Oh, no, the yeah. Carolina Gold was my least favorite. The sweet and tangy wasn't bad. The hickory was definitely the best one. But uh, but yeah, check it out if you find yourself in Nashua, New Hampshire. Um, I, I can't even think of any other Nashua that I've ever heard of. I'm yeah. sure it exists. Um. Check out Willie Jewel's barbecue. It's good stuff. I can't remember what fucking route that is, but it's on the north side of Nashua, kind of near where the Whole Foods is. That whole ass area. But then after getting something to eat, we went to Spyglass Brewery. That was, like, pretty much around the corner. Yep. Um, We ended up having, I think, five different things there. But mm-hmm. we're only going to talk about four of them because one of them is going to become a show beer in a future episode. Woo woo! So spoilers. And it real good. It's also spoilers. Really good. Also spoilers. Um. But yeah, it, 
my first time ever being Spyglass. I know I've had stuff of theirs like back in the day. I don't think they're all that. I, it depends on how back in the day you're thinking because they're they haven't been around a whole long time. I don't think. Oh, then I think I'm wrong. I don't know why. I'm no. I know what it is. My brain is for some reason making me think of Elements Brewing, which oh, I know is yeah. totally wrong. Yes. Um, but honestly, like everything we had, I thought was pretty tasty. Uh, first up, it, it was Blockchain, which is a double New England style IPA. Um, has Citra, Matuka, and Simcoe in it. And honestly, like, I thought it was pretty solid. Like, I didn't think it was anything amazing, but like, we both gave it a 4.25, I think. No, I no, think we I gave it a 4.5. I yeah. liked it even more than you did. So for me, this was, if not like, I think the only way that you could improve this, in my opinion, is like maybe add hops that I like even better than the ones are in that are in there and that's it. The execution was fucking perfect. Like, there's no bitterness. Like, you get all of the the awesome, like, you know, non-bitter flavors of the hops. It's, like, perfectly hazy, you know, smooth as butter. Like, it is fucking, like, honestly, Spyglass is the best brewery in southern New Hampshire, in my opinion. And possibly the best brewery in, well, no, maybe, okay. One of the best breweries in southern New Hampshire. Definitely the best brewery in my area. Um, I'm sorry, Lowell, but the breweries you have are not that great. Um, so who's their challenger for? Deciduous. Oh, I didn't realize that they were southern New Hampshire. Yeah. They still count that, as southern New Hampshire. That's uh. I mean, they're southeast New Hampshire, but they're still southern New Hampshire. That is a tall order. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, Spyglass is fucking phenomenal. It, like, yeah. if you if you're anywhere near Nashua, like they're worth going to, and it's a fun little spot. Like, it's one of those like you know, it's just a little fucking area in a um, an industrial park. So they use like the office area as like a tap room and. The warehouse area for brewing beer and like it reminds me of a lot of how a lot of places start and honestly their shit's fucking great i have not had a stout from them yet i think they do make them um i would be really interested to try their stats so would i but like, um because especially given how like you were really impressed i just liked it for the ipa i found that their well i thought their sours were better but we also had other ipas from them i don't know should we talk about the other ipas first sure all right so the next one we had for an ipa from them was another new england style ipa called spatial proximity um another you know new england dipa that was mosaic matuka citra and idaho gem i have never had idaho gem before i'm gonna guess it's some derivative of idaho seven uh i really like this one like i think both of us did both of us no you gave this one a 4.25 
I gave this one a 4.5. Yeah, we flip-flopped on that on those two. Um and it's just again, it's it's a it's a personal palette thing, but yeah. like it, folks, the the big takeaway here is really that we had five different things at Spyglass and, and all of them were over four over a 4.0. All um, of them. The lowest that we rated any of them was a 4.25. The highest we rated any of them was a 4.75, but we're not going to talk about that one tonight, or this episode, because that is going to be a future feature beer. Like, almost close to perfection, seriously. So close to perfection. And when we talk about that beer, we are going to talk about what could have kept it from reaching perfection for us. But, um... Keep it on. Oh. I, I, okay, so the next one is Spectrum, which is a triple New England style IPA. So this one is triple dry hopped with Mosaic, Azaka, Amarillo, and Vic Secret, and is actually a 9.3. So not like I've seen, I've seen triples go over 10. So like yeah. I appreciate them keeping it under that. Um, and I appreciate like I that it didn't taste super boozy either. That's exactly what I was going to say, is a lot of triples have a really hard time not tasting like hopped hard alcohol that's like cloyingly sweet and gross. And like yeah, this, it, this it, was excellent. It didn't like, have that like gross sweetness. If you handed that to me and you were and you were like, is this a double or a triple? I would have told you a double just based on the fact that I didn't absolutely yeah i i wanted to like it more than i did though yeah i mean i'm consider but that that that, again we're using the yardstick of their other beers yeah we both i think we both gave this a 4.25 so Mm -hmm. like it's like yeah okay so it pales a little bit in comparison to a couple of the other things we had but like that's damn fucking good especially for a triple like seriously i am so pumped to see what spyglass does and like if you want to even make like a bit of an outing of it white birch is across the street yes they do do some more interesting stuff that you get only in new hampshire slash potentially only at their tap room but But... their berliners have gone the way of night shift yeah man Um... like again I i know i've already said this this episode but like I feel like I shit on Night Shift a lot, not because I think they're bad, but I just remember what they used to be. Now, what, which one, which order you would go in, I think would really depend on how you approach things. So if you plan on like getting kind of drunk at the first place you go to and like, you know, you don't care about saving the best for last sort of bullshit, then, uh, yeah, definitely go to, uh, like spyglass first yeah because if like, you want to meet up and have a couple of beers and then go get dinner and then go out and have some more beers that are way better then do white birch first yeah exactly like white birch is probably more palatable to like your friends who are like sours scare me um even though white birch does do a lot of sours they like they also do a lot I don't know. They just they sort of just seem to have more stuff, but like 
I think they, at least they, they probably still fall into the micro category, but like spyglass is fucking tiny. They fall into the nano category. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think they distribute at all. Like they might do kegs in like a couple random places. I've just, I mean, I, I don't go out that much in Nashua, so I don't really know. <laughs> I mean that except for like going to odd fellows, but like. You know, again, they have their own beer, so. Um, so, the last beer that we have to talk about, because we can't talk about the one we're going to do as a show beer. Um, Wait, we can, it's just like. Well, it's sort of, no. I'd we'll rather tease it, it for another time. So, the other one we had was Harmonic Motion, which is a fruited sour. It's a sour ale with cranberries, pineapple, cherries, pecans, marshmallows, and lactose. Um, I gave this a 4.5. I thought that it was super fucking good and drinkable. Um, my main complaint is that, like, the I I couldn't even I could not pick out any hint of like pecan flavor because in my it's like it's like listening to a piece of music you're trying to pick out the different instruments and like sometimes it's a good thing if you can't quite like at certain points but like you kind of want to you know know that everything's there and uh yeah the pecan i didn't get at all but like the fruit flavors i think come through really well i thought the marshmallow came through a bit better as it warmed up and i think that the lactose just sort of rounded everything out nicely I absolutely agree with all parts of that. Um, like, I, I too gave it a 4.5. Uh, cranberry, pineapple, cherry. Like, you could taste all of those while you're yeah. drinking it. Even though this contained nuts, you couldn't really taste the pecan. Like, you could get, you could get almost like the slightest echo of a flavor on like the back 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 end of it yeah but like yeah for me that's what kept it from being a five it was like the lack of pecan coming through um and the fact that instead of getting like marshmallow and lactose i just sort of got vanilla off of the two of those together which is fine. Well, the, you have to remember that the primary flavor in marshmallow is vanilla. It's mm -hmm. not like marshmallow itself really has a lot of flavor. But you're right. I like as a person who loves but marshmallow the, far like, more than they should. There's something specific about like marshmallow sugar. There is, but like I think one of the so I think that that's not a thing that depending on where you're putting it in the process that's not a thing that's going to come across super well because remember yeah. that sugar in beer is primarily being turned into alcohol mm -hmm. at least up to an extent and i think that that's where the lactose comes in is it kind of like makes up for some of that lost sugar like i think that it it if you're going to put marshmallow in a thing i think the it seems like putting lactose in it might actually be a really good way to make sure that that, you know, marshmallow effect sort of comes through at least. Like, there's a lot of things that, like, you would think come across way better in beer that just don't. Like, I remember learning from the guys at Pipe Dream that, like, 
when they first brewed a peanut butter beer, they used like actual peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and you could like, we used a fuck ton. You couldn't taste it. He was like, the only way to get peanut butter flavor to come through is to use peanut butter powder. And still a fuck ton of it. But like peanut oh, yeah. butter is a fairly strong flavor. You wouldn't expect it to take that much, but it does. I mean, same thing with fruit. It takes a shit ton of fruit to get fruit flavors to come through. It's why a lot of places like White Birch use syrup. Like, well, it's also what I kind of love about this modern renaissance of, you know, smoothie sours. That it's like, yeah, yeah I can drink this for breakfast. It almost feels healthy. <laughs> oh man, don't you remember the girl at like in the girl at Spyglass just being like, yeah, I've poured like, you know, because the kegs are when they have like some when they have when stuff has pulp in it like. They it like the keg will pour inconsistently, so some of them will be super heavy on pulp and some won't. And she'll like warn people, and they're like, "Oh, I like smoothies," and then they bring it back like half a glass later, and they're like, "I really don't like this," and it's like, "I fucking Which, like, told you." You're also a fool and objectively wrong. Mm-hmm. Just shut up and drink your breakfast. <laughs> Seriously, man, it's like you're getting you're getting like you know. Your whatever servings of fruit a day from the fucking beer. Stop complaining. That's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing. It's like, look, your beer's providing more nutritional value than it usually does. Is this bad somehow? It doesn't taste right. All I like is Bud Light. Oh God! If you if all you like is Bud Light, a you're not listening to us, and b do not go to Spyglass or any place yeah. like it. Yeah. Like well, spot- they they might have had like a pilsner on tap, and we just didn't even fucking notice. Oh, they! I think they did. I think they had a couple of more basic things. I mean, but again, it's like I, I kind of wanted to try their quad. Yeah, but we just didn't have time. No, we didn't have enough time. We didn't shovel the meat in our faces fast <laughs> enough, apparently. Yeah, but but yeah, it was a uh, really good evening out. Yeah. I mean, we did have a couple other beers over the weekend, but once again, we can't talk about them for future show purposes, so. Indeed. Um, I mean, actually, no, we could probably, we neither one of us bothered checking it in, and I don't think we should do that at some point, but stylish. Because um, we're not going to yeah. do that as a show beer. Stylish um, is a multi-fruit I, uh, sour beer from pipe dream it's like blueberry raspberry from pipe dream and it's more i I think that it was like the most disappointing thing that i've had from them thus far no it's not i mean oh have you not had their ipas oh i don't know if i have then yeah you haven't had the most that there's there's yeah um there's things they do well and there's things they don't do well um stylish just uh, blueberry, passion fruit, black currant, strawberry, and raspberry. Oh, and like again, not bad. Not like you know. Oh man, I'm having trouble getting getting through this. I'm annoyed that I bought a four pack, <laughs> but like, it's uh, Compare, I don't know. Compared against a lot of the other sours that they've done, it is far and away the least disappointing one. The most disappointing one that I've had. Well, that's because um, but even still, mostly it's candy like, sours. Even still, it's probably like it's like a four. Yeah, 
I was going to say like between 3.75 and a 4. Well, its average is a 4.05, but it's but that's with 76 ratings. It's got 85 total check-ins. Oh. Oh, and the last one I looked at, its spyglass had even less than that, which <laughs> is impressive. I think we're one of like, I don't know, 30-something people who have checked that like harmonic motion or whatever in. Right. Like, yeah, no, like, again, Pipe Dream Nano. is even <laughs> bigger than uh, Spyglass and has a notably bigger taproom as well. But yeah, that's a fun place to hang out. I w- I've never actually... And where is that? That is in Londonderry. So Pipe Dream is in the part of Londonderry that's not that far off from the Manchester airport. So I have not actually, like they have a fairly sizable outdoor area now because of COVID. Um, I have not actually sat outside there. I would love to go sit outside there sometime when it's nice and see if you're anywhere near the approach paths for Manchester airport. Cause I like looking at, planes and there's some really good spots around manchester that you can like be frighteningly close to whatever plane is coming in nerd shut up (laughs) planes are cool god damn it look some people like trucks and fucking i mean I, i i don't get me wrong i like cars too but like Man, plane planes are cool. I like planes. And I mean, you know, f- that's a fairly sizable FedEx. Like that's a that's an a spot that FedEx like flies their shit out of, so um Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that they're probably using I don't know cargo 747s or something well no i i don't think you could that i don't think that i don't know if that airport can accommodate 747s but it's probably cargo versions of sizable things not like you know look we've got this uh fucking embraer flying our cargo cargo yes shut up um hey we're like an hour and 10 into this should we just like wrap it up because we're out of beer i mean like my glass isn't empty but we can yeah. keep going do we have something short we can talk about for a few let's you, just real you... real quick go into the fucking <coughs> christmas movies that we've watched recently since uh you know just real quick though but all right Real quick, because we still have a little bit of alcohol, and we're the fucking name of the episode is Happy Holidays, so I feel like we should talk about something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm doing a thing that I did last year, again, on my personal Facebook, of um, doing movie reviews of Christmas movies. And since I forgot that I only did 13 last year, I'm doing 25 this year. Yay. Yay. Um, but I got Emily to watch two Christmas movies that she has never seen before. Uh, the first one was the good one. Uh, that's Elf starring uh, uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. 
she, much like me, avoided Will Ferrell movies for many years because Will Ferrell was very unfunny for many years and uh, still kind of is, but... He's very hit or miss for me. Yeah. There's a handful of movies that I think are worth watching, and Elf is definitely one of them. Yeah. No, his, just... his, his thing worked in that movie very well. His a, thing like, just doesn't always work for me. I agree. It like it's just it's such a fun, family friendly comedy flick that is very reminiscent of like the like sixties seventies claymation family Christmas movies. You mm-hmm. know, like I can't remember what studio made those, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everyone over a certain age knows what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, but, like, those are classics in my house growing up. Yeah. And, like, it's got a lot of that vibe, but it can still be better enjoyed by modern audiences. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. That was that was cool. Um, we also watched Jingle All the Way, which I... I didn't hate, but I didn't love. But I mean, I guess I kind of still liked it more than I kind of expected to in a weird way. It's like, even though it's like, it's like watching the Twilight movies for me, though, where like, I I don't stop hating the main character at any point. Like the. It's like Bella's the worst character in the Twilight movies and books and uh arnold schwarzenegger is like a selfish douchebag who like doesn't actually really learn a lesson like the fact that you love your it's like yes you 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 recognize more in the front of your mind by the end of the movie that you really do love your family and like want to do stuff for them but like you didn't really learn a fucking lesson. Like it's still you. You like it's just that all your selfishness finally somehow panned out. Like watching it again for the first time in like twenty plus years, I was just like it reminded me of so many different like nineties movies and TV shows that were just so like hyper capitalistic. Yes. That it's like, give me, give me, give me. Because, like, the kid's not happy because, oh, it shows that my dad cares about me. That's not the point of that. The kid's happy because I no longer need a Turbo Man action figure because my dad is going to steal his fucking suit if he loves me. (laughs) Yeah, again, it's almost like, you know a hyper-capitalist, like, hyper-individualistic society was a bad idea. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I mean, again, in, like, the 80s and 90s, it's, like, it wasn't, like, a comfortable thing, but at least, like, most of us were, like, you know, able to live in the, like, stuff is cool bubble. Um, and I mean, yeah. I still like stuff. But I just like I don't I don't know that like I don't know if anybody can realistically be living in a everything is fine bubble anymore. Like, I don't know if there's anyone in this country who's like not aware of like how fucking bad shit is. Because like, 
wage stagnation, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, happy things, Christmas shit. And if you're like a total uh, nihilist like us and you want to watch some uh, Christmas shit that like is notably Christmassy, but also like fits that part of your brain nicely, watch the first season of Happy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you haven't done it, it's fucking amazing. Chris Maloney plays a crazy dude super well, which you would know if you've ever seen Wet Hot American Summer. Um, yes. Awesome. Um, I, yeah. I was going to say, I think we're, uh, I think that we've done a little bit of Christmas bullshit. So I think we've fulfilled the, uh, requirements of the, the title happy of... holidays moniker <laughs> yeah, yeah the title of the episode um but yeah things and yeah. stuff and um we, we've cider. been yeah cider uh we've been emily shook and tj davis you can find us on facebook instagram twitter we need to do more with that stuff uh yeah we saw find our podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts um if you want give us some money on patreon and we'll make bonus episodes yep anything else really really want to make fucking bonus episodes so please literally anyone anyone besides my dad because my dad already gives us money anyone give us money and we'll make bonus episodes and and you will be special, and we'll fucking well, send you a goddamn certificate in the mail or some shit if you give us, like, your... Oh, dude, I give, swear to give, God... The... Give, give the gift to everyone else this holiday season by being the second person to sign up for our Patreon for at least $2, and, and we dude, will release you... an episode for everyone to enjoy. And, dude, if you're the second person to sign up for our Patreon, if you want to give me your address, I'll mail you a fucking box of beer and you can be on an episode with us. Like, hell yeah. Seriously. You can buy our friendship. (laughs) All right. Buying our friendship, uh, we might get Liam on again. Maybe, maybe next week. Who knows? I'm not really sure if when he'll get that box. Yes. Of snow globes. Yes, snow globes. Uh, and on that note, I think that we're going to sign off. Last word, Emily? Fuzzy. I'm sorry, I'm All right. looking no. at Wash. No, it, it's a good last word. Alright, um... Goodbye! Bye!